Alright. Alright, folks. Woo. Let's go. Hello. Welcome to a star of the year. No, it's not. What are you doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, no, for real now. Hello, and welcome to a star of the Welcome to a Star to Steer Her By, Star Trek podcast. My name's Jake, and I'm joined by... Chris. Ames. And Caitlin. And welcome to Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name's Jake. Oh no, I'm Caitlin. He's stuck on the loop again. No! This is episode 82. Woo! Star Trek. A Star Trek podcast. This week, we're going to be talking <laughs> about two... It's two very sexy episodes. It's Bondage and Boobies on uh, on Star Trek. Uh, the first episode we're talking about is The Bonding. The Bonding. Whips. Chains. Straps. Handcuffs. Cats. Fists. What? what? Gerbils? Huh? <laughs> Wasn't there... Didn't Ludacris have a song... Where he's like, whips and chains, handcuffs, and then he talks about lots of role-playing sex. Know, most, all I remember about... Ludic- What's your fantasy? Remember that song? I don't remember that particular... No. Ludacris had like a lot of songs about driving cars. That's Did all he? I, yeah. I don't know about that. I just know like, about this the one car about sex. Move, bitch! Get, get out the way! Get out the way, bitch! Get out the way! That's a solid song. What happens in this week's episodes? Well, I only named one of them. Oh, yeah. The other one was The Booby Trap. No, The... I think it's just booby trap. Oh, yeah. The parent trap, starring Lindsay Lohan. Lo- Lin- Lonely Lindley. She, Lo- had, she used to Lo- have nice tits before she did all that cocaine. She was like eight in that movie, dude. I didn't mean in that movie. Oh, my God. I meant when she. Well, was... we're talking about the parent trap. And you're like, man, Lindsay Lohan used to be hot. What the fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Uh, Thanks. Thank you. She was hot in Freaky Friday when she was Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis actually is really hot. I know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody would disagree that Jamie Lee Curtis is hot. I think a lot of people probably would. Really? Yeah. I think of her as You being... know that hermaphrodite stuff? That's just a, that's a, that's a vicious rumor. That's not uh, true. Oh, I mean, I've heard that, but I mean, I, or rather, that. I know, no, no, what I mean is I know that it's not true, but what I mean is she's kind of like, she's a little like on the androgynous side for some people, I think. Like that Annie Lennox sort of thing. Yeah, or like yeah. David Bowie or, um, uh, what's the one... <laughs> I love that song. Uh, what was that? Um, uh, the one who was in Doctor Strange, the woman who's very, very. Tilda Swinton. That's it. She's very androgynous, and also well, she's just, gorgeous. She's just, she's, she's just an alien. She has a weird face. She's an alien. Like, she's face. not just androgynous. She has like a bone. She might structure. be a Tolosian. Yeah. Like I'm not saying she's unattractive. I just think she's got a look. Yeah, she does. If she and Doug and Jones hooked alien up for sure. <laughs> Holy shit. Giant alien babies. Uh, well, speaking I of giant alien babies, yes, um, well, I wouldn't make Doug Jones. I, get, I haven't even wife, done so. the fucking descriptions yet, so let's do no, that. No, you haven't. This is gonna take another half a fucking hour. We're gonna make. We're gonna bang through these banging. All right, in the bonding, the there's an away team down in a down down on a planet with where the, a war happened, and there's an explosion. Are you sure you're not talking about the other one? <laughs> that's true. They're both about ancient wars, but on this one, that's on a planet. And there's an away team, and Worf's in charge, and there's an explosion, and a lady dies, and they get up to the What's ship. What's name, Aster? Aster, Jacob Aster, Jeremy Aster, Jacob Aster. John Jacob Jingle. Jacob Heimer Aster Schmidt was Aster. like a philanthropist. Okay, you're, you're or off track. Industrialist already. or something. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, so lady dies, Aster. I hardly know, know her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Aster dies. They find out she has a boy. Both Jake and I, oh, Chris and I are just shaking our heads in. Um, so she has a little boy. So the boy lost his mother. That's sad. He already lost his father. That's sad. Wesley also lost his father. That's not less not sad. as sad. <laughs> but not. Uh, Did he, though? But it comes up. Uh, but it does come up. Uh, so well, anyway. It so, comes up because he's young. He doesn't have any control over so that So they're yet. trying to figure out what, was, what went wrong <laughs> with this planet. Just... Turns out that this planet had two species living on it. One were a bunch of corporeal assholes. One were a bunch of non-corporeal. Assholes. Well, yeah. well-intentioned. Well-intentioned. Assholes. But people, they just didn't understand shit. So the non-corporeal ones, they're like, oh, man, we are the wars, the, the weapons of our ancient war. 
war. It was a landmine that got him. You know, they, they orphaned this child, so we should cre- recreate his mother for him. So they do that. And then, it's a, I mean, they're, they're dealing with death and stuff. So, you know, in the end, the boy does have to come to terms with the fact that his mom's dead and that Worf's his dad now. Yeah, because that's how they do sort of deal with death in like the most traumatic way possible. Yes, this poor fucking kid. Well, this poor kid. Yeah, but we'll get to him. We will. We will. One more. One more, Jake. One more. What's next? Um, hit it right out of the park. So on booby trap, there uh, there's this ancient war. And you mean that's that's the first one again? Shit. Um, (laughs) No, in booby trap, they're in this battlefield for this ancient war where there was the last battle that destroyed two species. uh, And it was like a thousand years ago. Ancient, ancient shit. And they find that there's an intact ship from it this... It belongs in a museum. Yeah, it belongs in a museum. I thought of you when I fucking heard that line, Chris. Um, so Does they... Chris belong in a museum? Yes. He's that old. Uh, so they do. They find uh, that there's this ship, and Picard, of course, gets an archaeology boner and beams over there, and uh, they find, like, the captain's log and some bodies, and it's pretty cool. Um... <laughs> So then they beam back to the Enterprise, and they're like, hmm, the power, something's wrong with the power. It's like a power outage. Turns out that uh, there's some some stuff hidden in the in this uh, debris field that's a trap, and it's draining the energy from the Enterprise. And anytime the Enterprise tries to fly away, they just end up sucking more energy. Now, at the same time it's sucking the energy out of the Enterprise, it's also bombarding the Enterprise with this dangerous radiation shit. So everyone's going to die just like the the people in the other ship, the thousand-year-old ship. So uh, who better to solve this problem than Geordi the Forge, La Forge? You guys missed that. I got it. Okay, good. No, No, I heard it. No, I think you missed it. And by it, I mean the mark. That was a funny joke. I liked it. You've done better. You have done better. Um, But... It was good, Jake. It was okay. good. I'm sorry. Anyway, Jake, so, tell it so, again. I'm ready. If you're hearing any weird noises in the background, yeah, by the way, it's because Caitlin is taunting a cat. They're playing um, with the cats instead of paying attention to me. taunting the cat. I heard you. Jordy the Forge, the Forge. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good joke. I yeah, liked it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Shut up, cat. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the Forge. He goes, um, he's trying to fix the problem. It's getting funnier. But he's... Uh, Anyway, so he's uh, trying to solve the problem, and he thinks that he can do it by fucking fucking around with the engine. Literally, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. But he can't figure out how to make it work on his own. So he has to employ his team of extremely well trained and smart engineers. Just kidding. He goes on the holodeck for a wank. <laughs> um, so no, he goes to the holodeck, draws up this image of one of the designers of the uh, of the of the ship. Leah Abrams. No, nope. Brahms. Brahms. Like, like what did I say? Abrams? Abrams. Is Abrams a, uh, what do you call it? Anagram of Brahms? No. no. It's close. J.J. Abrams did the first two Kelvin movies. Do you know what one. an anagram is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it an anagram? No, he directed the Kelvin movies, asshole. No, no, I, I know. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you're saying that to me while you're thinking Abrams. Please, please leave that in, though. <laughs> uh, no, Brahms. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, oh, Leah Brahms. Right, Leah Brahms. <laughs> so Leah Brahms, she's total babe, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. She's cold fish, all right? Jordy's in there. He's trying to get his groove on, and she's just, like, all robotic and shit. So he's like, hey, computer, can you make her a little more thirsty for me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and just like that. Can, can you give me a reasonable approximation of a thirsty Leah Brahms? <laughs> there will be a 9% uh, margin for error. That's okay. I can work with I that. I can work with that. I can work with that. I think he actually literally says he that, did, right? He did. He does. Yeah. Where's the source material? Her porn tapes? Evidently. Uh. So so he, so he makes her personality. Needless to say, they figure out how to save the ship. It turns out it's not technology. It's the human heart or something. Picard, <laughs> Picard does it. Go planet. But Picard doesn't have a human heart. That's true. Ah! Oh shit! What a quandary. So they get out of the they get out of the minefield and Jordy and the hologram. <laughs> out of the minefield and into the mines. Am I jo- right? Jordy and the hologram. The hologram's like every time you fuck this ship, you're fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember her saying that. I thought it was a little weird. Every fucking line was innuendo, and I was like, wow, was weird, yeah. this is really clear. Yeah. Maybe it really was from a porn tape. That would explain all the really horribly like not subtle. <gasps> I didn't order any pizza. Oh, my money's in the kitchen. 
Caitlin, I think you were watching the the wrong episode. Actually, anyway. no, that, that begs the question. Since it's a post- Are there still pizza delivery porns? Well, yeah, because it's a post-scarcity society. It's like, oh no, I forgot my money. Th- this doesn't cost anything, ma'am. Well, let no, me play you another is. way. Here's the reason. Here's the reason. They go up to the replicator and like, replicator, replicate me a pizza. And the replicator's like, you want big pepperoni on that pizza? Yes, please. And then it just replicates a deck. This pizza's got a big sausage. What the fuck was the bonding even about? I have forgotten. The bonding was about death. Right, right. They did it. pretty good. They did a really nice job no, they with, did. The, with the they theme did. of death. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, except they for traumatized the part. that boy. Yeah, yeah. Except for the part where that poor fucking kid gets mind fucked by a fucking, you know, fake mom. For yeah, the I, whole I just, episode. I just sort of imagine it's like because he got the aunt and uncle back on Earth. So like the next Starbase they get to, Jean Luc just like shoves him into a transport. It's like good luck, <laughs> and he gets sent back to Earth, and he's got like a fucking note like safety pinned to his shirt with it's a twenty dollar like, bill. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Dear Mr. and Mrs. This Kid's Aunt and Uncle, he's super fucked up now. Best of luck. I didn't feel like dealing with him. X's and O's, Picard. See, but he never gets there because he becomes Charlie X. Mm. <laughs> Actually, the Phasians take hold of him. <coughs> What's one? Yeah, this is kind of this is like the the first chapter of Charlie X, isn't it? Don't it's you don't you story. sort of feel like? Oh, oh so it was okay, true. good because I had this like very Charlie X feeling throughout. Well, because that was the story, yeah, right? Raised by incorporeal yeah, beings. Was, he was Charlie was yeah was Holy was an shit. orphan who was raised by aliens that didn't understand. Oh, you can't just have everything. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that was the funny part, too, when they're like, Picard's explaining all their responsibilities to him. Like, he just sat down with a child. He was like, I want a puppy! And he's like, well, it's not that easy now, is it? <laughs> but, like, it was great, like, watching her face go from, like, we can do it, to being like, I have friends and a wife and a job and a career and yeah. school. Fuck. Yeah, no, that that's really... But if I walk him and feed him, can I keep him? <laughs> no. So that was good. I promise I'll scoop his poop. Um, uh, well, he knows how to use a toilet. And can I say the most remarkable thing about mm. this this episode, like the thing that really floored me, Troy did her job. Troy yeah. did her job like, she, like whoa. did some work. They yeah. they cut a long scene. It's available on the internet somewhere. I won't show it. I won't show this one to you because it's mostly Troy talking. Uh, <laughs> but no, they, they cut a really long scene of her like therapying hard. Hmm. And she was, like, doing her, her job. And a lot of people commented seeing this cut scene being like, why did you cut this? It shows Troy being useful. You never see that. I mean, I can't... She did it. She did pretty well in this episode. Yeah, I did kind of love, though, that, that when she therapied Worf, it was, like, in the therapy cage or something. What it was, was that? It was in the computer core. Okay. What were they doing in the computer That's what core? I asked. Oh, no. I, think oh, they, looked... I think it's just they had the set. It's because it looked really cool and I mm. actually like some of the different like, can- uh, camera yeah, techniques they did like they a weird doing. like shooting through a grate. Yeah, I mean it yeah. looked cool but it was just like what is this? What Worf is, is that? Like, oh, you want to have conversations? Let's just get in whatever the nearest room is out of this hallway. Worf, I, here's here's why. Worf was sulking down there because that is the pla- the, the the nearest place where a genocide had occurred in recent memory. Mm. When uh, when what's his fuck shot the nanites? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and Worf feels better around battlefields. True. True. There you go. There's an explanation. I wish I could die like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, uh, is not a good thing. Not he's, not a, he's not great with kids. That guy. No. They wanted or to, cats. They wanted to drag Wesley in to therapize this kid, too. And he's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Wesley himself needs more therapy. That's Look the thing. Him. He's clearly not fully yeah. over the trauma. So, like, it was right. just like... And think about that. Wesley had a reasonable experience. Like, presumably no incorporeal... Incorporeal? There it is. Non-corporeal. Incorporeal is not a word. That's why it wasn't working. Bodiless. What I'm trying to say is, Wesley didn't even have any non-corporeal beings like magicking his dad back to life, and he's still fucked ten years later. This kid is going to be so much worse than Wesley. Yeah, no, he's... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he'll get his mind zapped. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It doesn't always work, though. They'll yeah. just they'll just get Pulaski to pull the memory of his mother out. Yep, yep, fine. yep. Oh, that's too many. Then he'll just have nothing left. Mm. 
Uh, they come Charlie X. Yeah. They cut another scene where you actually saw the other kids in the classroom oh. with laughing the... at him because his mom was dead. <laughs> no, no. They pull him away, and you know the teacher saying, "Oh, they they want to talk with you over there right now." And you saw all the other kids wearing their bright fucking pest like fluorescent colors because that's what kids wear in the future. I mean, it was the eighties. Who fucking knows? But you actually saw like, oh right, there are lots more kids on this ship mm. instead of you know when we only get to see Jeremy in this episode. Which you know, as Picard points out. What a stupid idea this is. What? Having, Having families kids. and kids on a starship. I mean, starship. the thing is, like, Marla, Marla wants to do her job. Marla Astor, Jeremy's mother. Yeah. Wants to do her job. Like, well, how else is she going to get out into the reaches of space where she can, like, do her archaeology bullshit and get killed various ways? <sighs> no, just one way. Yeah. Unless unless she left Jeremy at home on Earth or some shit. Well, yeah, I think that's what Parkard is, is, is advocating. Parkard? Is parkour. Parkour. <laughs> Hardcore parkour. I think that's what Picard is, is advocating. He's like, listen, this is dangerous work out here. And women belong in the home. Oh, She'd I, die anyway. Their, well, that's the thing. I it just, he just wouldn't age He, he wouldn't, wouldn't be the one having to deal with it. Yes, exactly. That's the real thing. It's like, oh. Can someone else tell him? No, it has to be. Worf offers, and he says, no, go ahead, Worf. This is my job. Yeah. Granted, Worf would screw him up even more. Well, you know why, though? Because Picard actually likes making children cry. (laughs) The hard part for him is not giggling while it's happening, you see. (laughs) See, if you said said Worf, like, before he even said anything, he just would have stormed up to Jeremy and then done that, like, death scream. (laughs) (laughs) We learned about that in class. Oh, no. As he runs away, mm. shitting himself, because that would be terrifying. <laughs> so he doesn't know how to use the toilet. shitting himself. <laughs> nice. Good job. It's nice, Ames. You did good. Um, you did really good there. I did a good job. You did. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Jeremy. <laughs> it, it was nice to finally have someone, you know, three seasons in, actually acknowledge, like, having families on this ship seems... Stupid. Yeah, this script like sat on the pile for a while too, because um, <laughs> the writer Ronald D. Moore, who will write a bunch more episodes and do a bunch more things, le- like got a tour one day and left his script with, script with one of Roddenberry's assistants, huh. who tossed it on the pile, and it stayed on the pile until Michael Piller, who's basically our new script editor, something. I should have looked this up. He came on and was looking through, being like, "Well, I'm the new boy in town, and there are no scripts being done." What's in the pile? Mm. And he liked this one a lot. And thankfully, that was one of the few ones that hadn't yet been used to burn for Because <laughs> So this is, this is um, Ronald Moore's first script uh, on the show. And honestly, thank fucking God that he showed up. Because he writes some of the best episodes of this show... He writes. He's the showrunner, I believe, on, T, on DS9, mm. and he he writes most of the episodes. He created and wrote a ton of episodes for Battlestar. Galactica. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought he was. So he's like gets fucking, out of the box. He's a fucking superstar. <laughs> I gotta admit, too. Thank goodness they let it sit on the pile. Because if they had done it earlier, Hurley or Roddenberry would have gotten their claws into this and ruined it. Mm. Probably. You know, first of all, you know, instead of a ship's archaeologist, she would have been like. Stri- ship stripper. I was gonna say a stripper. And, uh, <laughs> I was thinking. I don't know. Fucking Hurley would have added in some awful cocksucker in chief. So really, this is a this is perfect timing. You know, it's like the show's starting to get its shit together. Let's do a, a genuinely well put together thing about death that won't have gratuitous sex or random bullshit added by Roddenberry or Hurley. Oh, Roddenberry did do a thing to this script. God damn it! In that the original script. Uh, Jeremy would have gone onto the holodeck and recre- recreated his mother there and, like, interacted with it and stuff as a, I guess this is how my mom can still exist? I don't know. This kid needed fucking therapy and Troy wasn't in the room. But Roddenberry said that, nope, kids would accept death better than this. Let's not do that. And then they came up with the alien thing instead. As That's a way interesting. To, yeah. Okay, I, that I, actually was beneficial then. I, I, yeah, that made yeah. it a sci-fi story instead of just as... Kid. And so just yeah. kids it's, it's, it's the danger story. of the holodeck, though. The holodeck becomes oh, a crutch. True. But we're gonna yeah. have so many fucking holodecks. Yeah, but stories. we don't know that yet. Now, right now, we We've haven't already had... had so many fucking holodecks. It did. It, it this way. I don't know. It had a little more involvement. It just. It was a little more. Like I can see how that episode would have worked, but I feel like it worked better. 
this well, way. Well, especially because he thinks this is real. Like, yeah. if he had gone into the holodeck to recreate it, he may have eventually, like, fooled himself into thinking it was real, but in the beginning, he would be completely cognizant that he was making up bullshit. Yeah. And he would be forced to face that fact, as opposed to, like, someone showing up and just fucking up his life by pretending to be his mom for a yeah. while. Like, how fucked up is that? He did get his kitty cat back, and I was oh, very excited that there was a kitty cat the whole time. Oh, Patches and his uh, yeah. very generic cat sounds. So did he? This kid. Did, so so was Patches not allowed on the ship, or did Patches also? Yeah, Pat, yeah probably also dead. Just because this kid's background isn't sad enough. Yeah. <laughs> Patches also stepped on a landmine. Patches actually was uh, snagged when the Borg took the ship, so there's just a Borg cat running around. Mm. I'm okay with Kitty. One thing I thought was odd is that so hours after this kid's mother died. He's still. He's just left alone in his room. Yeah, yeah that's a good I was point. thinking that I'm thinking too. Like, like, I don't think that's what you should do. I think he should, he should probably be like around people. Yeah, I feel like point. though, like this would be one situation where Picard would be like, "Data, you want to learn more about humans?" <clears throat> yeah, and Data would really <laughs> like, watch this boy figure, cry. I like Troy would be spending time with him or. Oh, Troy's got a lot of people she's got to therapize on this ship. And I mean, she's got to get the her, dick. Don't forget about the dick. Her daily well, um, uh, meeting, not meeting, daily visit to Wesley is coming up. It's ever so often. It's right before Worf tucks him in. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. she doesn't have a daily standing meeting like the Worf tuck in. It's probably just like a bi-weekly thing. Man, if he gets, uh, if he gets you know, one more orphan ch- or pseudo-orphan child under his wing, they can start doing uh, mixed doubles tennis. Who? Worf, Wesley, and what the Aster, and just you know whatever his new one is. Boy, mm. I did. That was kind of like if I'm the boy. Wait, it's like no, there... no, Wesley's the boy. This needs to be yeah. somebody else. He's just boy. There we go. <laughs> Not the boy. Boy, what is boy? Boy, boy, what is boy? <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty interesting episode. There's some uh, fun stuff. Yeah, I like the vanishing Death. effect. When um, Mommy and the room came in and out of existence. Mm, yeah, that, that looked pretty good. This wasn't the one with Guinan, was it? No. No, it's no the she's one. the next one. That's right. She couldn't have been in this one because she could have like just fixed everything way too quickly. That's true. C- come it- here, little Aster. This is called alcohol. Synthahol. Yes, yes. Mm. I thought it was a good episode, though. Yeah, I it was. enjoyed it. I, you know, like I said, I, I felt so bad for this kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was that a little... Was- I was a little curious how much time had passed through this episode and like what they what what stage of grief that he was supposed to be at because Troy comes in and she's like I'm worried about Jeremy he's not at this stage of grief yet I'm like it's been a fucking couple of hours maybe or has it been longer yeah I mean that's the thing it felt like it was like still the same day but you're right I guess like some time must have gone by but no I think see that's that's what I thought too and then I'm like then later they alluded to it being the same day are they still at that planet, and that's why yeah. the creatures are there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's why the huh. creatures are there. Huh. So it sounds like the creatures were living in the on the planet. They're non-corporeal, yeah. the so you can't. Koinonians. But the weapon that killed Aster was like a, a mine. Pepper shaker. Oh yes. Yes, <laughs> butt plug. Um, Fisting? Yeah, like, the the impression I had was the non-corporeal beings weren't involved in the war. They were kind of like, like, what's his nut from the survivors, where he just, they stayed out of it. Yeah, they just kind of And then felt bad after, they realized, fuck, we should have intervened. Yeah. Dang it! I mean, it sort of, so so after somebody got killed, then they turn off all the landmines? Yeah, you really think they would have done that earlier? Like, I mean, I guess... They probably weren't expecting company. Well, and also, they're non-corporeal. They're not going to accidentally step on the shit, are they? Mm Mm-hmm. I like the effect of the of their like uh, their spirits flying around the ship. Yeah, that's pretty well done. Oh, that's cool. Like it got people. it got two security guards to do a great butt land. Mm. <laughs> you know what else I appreciated was I feel like this was a way better version of stuff they were trying and failing miserably to say with Star Trek V, where Kirk is all I need my pain. Yeah, mm. where like no no Kirk, you're talking about not. Dealing with pain. Whereas this is more like pain is a part of human existence and confronting it and getting over it is all part of what makes us who we are. It's part of our makeup. Human. Yeah, whereas Kirk was just like, I'm going to be a grumpy man who doesn't acknowledge feelings. Blah. So I feel like they, they got it right this time. Every time I think of David, I have to make myself forget again. 
Because only every other movie do you remember he existed once. <laughs> I think... Um, and those are the bad ones, I reckon. Three and five, yeah. Yep, those are the bad ones. No, so, he comes up in six a lot. He's in um, three, that's yeah, when he dies. I'll never forget. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's the, the one, my boy. that's the one good thing about the third movie. I'm just kidding. No offense to David. Um, offense to the third movie, though. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of dealing with death and processing death and things like that, I think something that this episode handled, which was really the point of the episode, should have probably been addressed in Skin of Evil about Yar. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Data was saying that he... Or, go on. How well Sorry. did you know yeah. the deceased? Well, there was like that. I mean, there was a lot of... Data loved Yar. There was just a lot... There were a lot of feelings, and I feel like... In Skin of Evil, we got a two-minute scene at the end of the episode yeah. on the Windows 98 desktop. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Still still got um, a tear to my eye, which I wasn't expecting. That. Yeah, but I, I feel like we never got to see the crew really like, dealing with Yar. Mm. Yeah, like true. It was sort of like, okay, we have this two-minute funeral scene. Yeah, I think and I think then the just next, trying... next week, off to the next adventure. They were just trying like to get she... rid of her. She, I know. She died I know, like she lived. I, don't know, I feel like there was a real with... missed opportunity. Right. And seeing, you know, seeing how they handled it in this episode with a character we didn't even know. Yeah. Nobody but Data really liked her, you know? That's the thing. I mean, Worf just... liked her. Worf, try- Worf tried to bet all his money on her. Yeah, that's right. And that fighting mach- machine. All right, nobody liked her but Worf and Data. But that's, I mean, that's, again, just comes down to the issue is that was a season one episode. And yeah. the writing was still shit, mostly. But it does show you how the show has grown. It's yeah, that's a great example of their... And I think that was a good, you know, that was actually a really good... Because sometimes the, those data conversations are always kind of a crapshoot. Mm. Sometimes it's a bit like, oh, data, come and let me explain, blah, blah. I thought this was handled really well. You're so like, close to being a real boy, yet every week we have to teach you a new thing about being yeah. a human. But this this question of, you know, like... Have you tried stand-up comedy? <laughs> no, but why do you ask? I also just thought that was kind of clever. Yeah. That was clever. That was very good. Yeah, like, he, he was I'm asking... I'm surprised he'd never, like, been asked that kind of thing before or seen it asked, but... Yeah. Well, everybody already knew how well he knew Tasha. <laughs> but, yeah, this this idea of, like... You she know, wouldn't stop bragging about it all the time. I wouldn't. But, yeah, the, the, the whole, like, he asked Riker because he'd heard other people asking people. He's like, so what's the point of this question? And, and this, you know, this idea of, like, it, it does feel different when you knew the person. Yeah, Riker had a really good line where, where Data asks, like, shouldn't it be just as awful whenever anybody dies, no matter if you know them? And Riker says, well, if that were true, there'd probably be a whole lot less killing or wars. Or yeah, human, human history would be a lot yeah. less bloody. Yeah, I liked that. That was, that was good. Good episode. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was pretty solid. Uh, yeah. Uh, Even though the kid wasn't great. The kid wasn't no, the greatest he, was, he wasn't. He wasn't he great, wasn't as but he wasn't horrible awful. as most. He wasn't awful. He had weird ears. He wasn't bumped on the head. He was a little flat. Was all. Yeah, he was very emotionless, and I think that's probably why they cut a lot of the the like the side the scenes that I spoke of that were deleted, mm. just because he just had the this deadpan yeah, his, on yeah, me the I, whole time. I, I will admit, I was like even before like when you first see him, before he even knows his mother is dead, he's just kind of got these weird distant. Yeah, like, he's got dead eyes. He's like a sociopath. Mm. Yeah, it was I a wonder little... if he's done much else. When they were dragging him out of the room away from whatever, and he was supposed to look like he was fighting against, I think, Troy, it was very clear that neither of them was doing the acting that needed to make it look right. Yeah. But still, that, I mean, that just goes to show the strength of the episode that it works really well, despite the fact that yeah, there was that weak link there. And we can get to see a pretty decent glimpse of uh, Worf's feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big man. Deep feelings. Yep, yep, yep. Is weird Like, like you got to figure in Worf's career, he must have had lots of people die that he's known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially considering the whole Klingon thing, I can't imagine if someone dies on a Klingon ship. Rawr! That, you know, everything stops while everybody whines about it. Mm. Does the roar. So, I don't know. It's it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm not criticizing the episode. I think it's actually really well done, and I think it's informative. Is that him grown up? Of, yeah. It's cute. Of, um... I don't know if I war cute yet. I don't know what's going on here. So I we, think we, found, we found a grown-up picture of him. He's still got creepy eyes, Looks though. a little like Rami Malek. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's sexy. Oh, holy shit! He played Littlefoot in the original Land Before Time. Huh. Snap. 
They found a use for his voice. Good for them. That's delightful. I'm delighted. But yeah, I think you kind of kind of wonder, Jake, with with this, if there's like on Worf's side, if there's an additional layer of guilt, not just because they were under his command, but because like this was supposed to be a routine mission, mm-hmm. and this is an archaeologist, someone who isn't supposed to like. Yeah. Die in the I mean, line of duty. Then she always like mentioned that there was that that possibility, and they even tell little Jeremy like. You, you you knew this was a thing that could happen. He's yeah. Like, yep, but you never expect it well, and you're never prepared for it. No, and especially, again, like, you, you probably assume if you're part of the archaeology corps, you're a bit safer than, say, the security team, yeah, or yeah. the people in engineering. Or the poison testers. Yeah, which is a weird <laughs> position to have. But I kind of wonder. But yeah, you're right. It, it's, it, it is interesting to wonder how some of this stuff works in a fully Klingon ship. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They're also in that scene I was talking about with Troy, they caught some stuff where she would talk about... Now, you mentioned at one point that we meet her father, right? I think so. Is he alive? Whose father? Troy's, Troy's. father. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I, Wait, was I know in this episode... I just have a memory of, of meeting the father. Wait, oh. who was with... I think it might have been like a memory. Who okay. was at the wedding? That wasn't her father? No. Oh. Anyway, yeah, so there was a cutscene where she talked about her father's death and how that impacted her, and hmm. how on Beta Z, all of her relatives would just read her mind. And when she was sad and she'd want to talk about it, and she'd be like, I want to talk about my feelings. I want to, you know, express how, how this is affecting me and this, that, and the other thing. They would just say, Nope, no need for it. We can read your mind and figure out what you're feeling. And she's like, It was very frustrating. And this is why she was trying to talk with Jeremy and let him vent his feelings. And it was a good scene. I'll show you guys it later. It's really mm-hmm. good. We'll make sure to link it on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing as well. All right. Anything think... else on the bonding, or should we move to the other? Let's walk through an old war zone and see what happens, and make and like have fake women appear on the sh- on the <laughs> fucking ship. Oh, just like oh, the, yeah. the, the 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 face that Michael Dorn makes of happiness and satisfaction when the little boy speaks the Klingon. That was cute. And they have their candles together. I just thought that was a really sweet. Yeah. Thing. They go to Yankee Candle together. There, That's there, how you there, test there. any relationship. So they're Klingon menorah. So now that the boy is Ooh. is uh, Worf's brother and a member of the House of Moog, does that now mean that? If the House of Moog has to go to war, that the boy's going to have to serve. Yes, <laughs> I mean, great. He just gets fight. a he just gets a he gets a subspace transmission on Earth years later. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm an accountant now. He's been <laughs> the, grafted into the Klingon defense. It's like My that poison epi- testing job won't allow this. <laughs> it's that episode of South Park when Ike gets called back to Canada to fight. Oh, is yeah. that also the, is that the tooth decay? Slash? I think so. Yeah, I think it is I think too. It's the, yeah, the really good royal wedding one. Yeah, that fucking episode is great anyway under the booby trap which is the first star trek episode directed by a woman really yeah and they called it booby trap real fucking mature (laughs) (laughs) and it's all about the ladies male entitlement creepy dude doing creepy nice guy shit you know what's hilarious Mm. or in the original storyline Jordy wouldn't be the wasn't gonna be the one macking on Leia. It would have been Picard. What? And they decided that no. That's not that's not how fucking Picard acts. Picard is good with the ladies. Also, why would We've he seen be running the engine? Well, although it would make more sense for him to be running an engineering program than you know the chief engineer who, as you said, Jake has a team. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. I wrote in my notes like, why is only Jordy in charge of this problem? Yeah. Why is only Jordy the one that has to fix he is, it? He is really bad. Where's Sonia Gomez? Yeah, say, God damn the it. the rest of the team consists of Sonia Gomez no. and Barkley. <laughs> the reason and, why we... and not, what's his name? Shimoda. See, yeah. here's the thing. The reason why we never no, saw still, Gomez he's, again. He's still drunk. Where's Argyle? He'll fix it. Oh, he's long gone. Gomez, that's why she never turns up again, though, you know. Because he creeped, he creeped Jordy on creeped on her big time. Yeah, so I mean, actually, she ran off with Argyle. They had a beautiful wedding on Risa. This is a pretty, uh, this is a pretty famous episode. It's pretty well regarded, but I mean, it's definitely interesting, especially given recent events. I just keep thinking of Jordy becoming like a fucking incel. Just like oh. blowing up the fucking. Well, I mean, it opens with this with that with fucking cringe fest of a day. Oh, oh my god, god it yeah. was so bad. Why the how the fuck did he program this violining gypsy? Also, guys. that's a good idea. No, gypsy. And like, yeah, that's also yeah. Uh, Roma people. Romani. 
Mm, there you go. Mm-hmm. What I kind of said in the synopsis I read. I Seth I Romani he, or Gypsy? Gypsy? No, no, he legit called yeah, it a that, Gypsy violin. I don't think, exactly. I don't think they had, I think the terms were not, no, 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 totally, in the late totally. 80s were no, no, not no, quite no, worked no, totally. out. Also, Christy wasn't wearing, but was wearing a weird sweater. So I was like, you know what, dude, you're, you're yeah. made out all right. Also, you know also, why are you dating a Wesley, girl Wesley, <laughs> weird sweaters? I mean, it is kind of odd that, like, she would agree to go on this date with him. Like, Okay, but I'm going to stop you right there. All right, okay? stop me right there. Because I have a friend who this has happened to where a guy's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And she's like, yeah. And then halfway through, it's like, JK, it's a date. And she's like, oh, you didn't oh. really make that implicit. So, so you think she didn't know it was... No, I think he was just nice guy around being like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to just touch you with my foot. Let's go um, hang out <laughs> in, the, in the holodeck on the beach with yeah, a gypsy. I've, I've got this great new program. Do you want to check mm, it out? Okay, yeah, See, here's the sense. thing, here's the thing. When, like, if, if just talking as a female who exists female. in the world. Yes, a female. There, there are times you feel like, I have to go on a date with you then because you asked. Mm. And, that, and the rest is history. Um, awkward Ames do you need help (laughs) Ames blink twice if you need help I can't blink okay she's 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 what's what's the term I want here I don't know Uh, resigned herself Mm -hmm. at this point yeah I mean at least she had at least she had the nuts to be like yes yeah this gate's over you fucking loser. <laughs> nice weird violin. I like fruit loop. I liked watching the ocean. Well, once this violinist came in, I realized nope, nope. So they make it Story a point of, my of like like it's such a big deal for Jordy that he's going on a date with a girl that like Wesley and Data know all about it. Yeah. Like, I know. Wesley of all but like you to I mean, tell I him guess... like Wesley, I have a date. I made this great hologram program. I added a gypsy violinist. Yeah, maybe I just have I bet Wesley and... came up with the gypsy violinist. Did Wesley you... was like, How about a gypsy violinist? Girls really love casual racism. Did and you notice music. he was violining Johannes Brahms? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, oh, holy shit. Um, Foreshadowing. So what I kind of enjoyed with that scene, and by enjoyed, I mean thought it was kind of silly. Apparently, Jordy thinks he's a Power Ranger because even though he's not in his uniform, he's still in yellow. Mm. I didn't even notice he wasn't in his uniform. Yeah, his shirt was yellow. That's because that was for the audience because they wouldn't recognize him without (laughs) the uniform. Uh, Shane, let me stop you right there. There are no other black people on the ship. Uh, Worf. He's not black. He's a Klingon. There was that guy who got his head exploded by Nagilam. He doesn't count. He's dead. <laughs> um, there were black extras. Guinan. A woman. Yep. A oh, presenting speaking, person. Speaking of, uh, of black extras. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is... Got, no, it's what not weird. It's not now? weird, I swear. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the script, like it, she wasn't originally Leah Brahms. She was something or other... Daystrom and would have been a descendant of Daystrom from the Ultimate Computer. Oh, neat. But the casting department didn't realize that that meant that she should probably be black, and they didn't cast a black person. Well, well, a century well, later. Yeah, she could be still a descendant or, you know. No, a, this girl was milk white. Yeah, well, but she could also be decades. adopted. You would at least have a goddamn. So if Daystrom tan. was like a hundred years earlier. Yeah. Right, and we can assume, I mean, Daystrom was probably already in his. 40s, 50s, so he might already have had children. If Daystrom had children with a white lady, and then the those children pigmentation DNA is the is some weird married stuff. off white. I feel like there's enough potential that if everybody except Daystrom in the lineage was white, you could have yeah, a could, white person. Yeah, but like but like Ames just said, on the other hand, you might wind up with a child three generations later who is darker than Daystrom ever was because That's true. Pigmentation and also is like so can you interesting. Like, I don't know if it would have been as big a deal in the eighties, but if they did made a show now and where a white character showed up as the descendant of a black character. That's true. That there, would not that, fly. Those are some bad that would not fly. Oh, it would be terrible. So yeah. Well, good, and- good choice on changing the character name. Didn't she say that she went to the Daystrom Institute? Oh, yeah, she yeah. did. Oh, there you go. So they at least, like... So they left a little Daystrom connection there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's your Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's got a little Daystrom in it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I don't know what I mean. I don't know either. Sorry. Um, but that's interesting, because the the Daystrom episode was about computer, you know, a, a, the ultimate computer 
eventually having to be outsmarted by a human. Yeah. And this episode was all about how Jordy's like, oh, no, the computer will save us. And then the answer was... Actually, no. No, the human will save us. I felt like... Like, like I got sidetracked a lot in this episode just because whenever they were talking engineering stuff, it started getting, like, weirdly either too complex or too boring until they finally got to the end where it's like, oh, okay, you figured out what you're going to do. Now I can watch the show instead mm. of just watching all the fucking innuendo coming out of Leia's <laughs> mouth. So, like, let's... coming out of her mouth. <laughs> I was gonna, yes. let's, 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 let's think this through, right? I think there is a chance the Enterprise computer is sentient and that it wants to fuck Geordi bad. Because it is the it it had to give Leah her personality, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was supposedly based on some talk she gave and something else. But all this talk, like, oh yes, whenever you do this and that, it's me, it's me. It's like this is the computer confessing its long-standing love of Jordy, and Jordy's he's gonna not go find its it. tailpipe. Yeah, mm. <laughs> the thing's playing. gotta have a tailpipe. <laughs> been playing too much, uh, you know, that one with the computer and Seth Green. Holy shit, why can't I think of what that fucking trilogy was called? Is it a movie? No, it was a game. With Seth Green? N7. Oh, Mass Effect. That's it. Too much Mass Effect. Oh, Seth Green yeah, wind up dating the computer. Right. Does he fuck a car? Seth Green was in Mass Effect? Yeah. yeah he, he plays the uh, pilot. Who, named Joker, who looks exactly like Seth Green. Yeah, they basically Sounds a lot just, like Seth yeah. Green also. No, I've never played those games. But yeah, no, in the, in the <laughs> second one, he... Um, Interesting theory, Caitlin. The Thank ship you. in the second one has this, like, artificial intelligence. And then it gets a... Uh, needlessly form. voluptuous robot body in the third one. Uh, disagree on the needlessly part. And uh, <laughs> needless to say, they they try to work out some interfaces. Ooh. I forgot all about that. No, I mean, there's plenty of ways to fuck the computer on the Enterprise, though. Like it's, it's gonna have one of those R two D two ports around somewhere. It's gonna find it? like a plasma conduit. I mean, somewhere in the uh, you know computer core slash. Klingon therapy room, there's probably something. Mm. Yeah, but Warp's probably already been there. Now it's only designed your, for single in the EPS people. system. It'll light on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> EPS system. Oh, that's 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 like ATM machine. Oh, I fucked it up. Also, actually, to my to my point, that was kind of a joke, but if you have less of a joke, the more I talk about it. It's the computer that sort of made Brahms based on a, a vague direction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I base guess her, I did ask for, for that. <laughs> and could you That's make true. her capable of defeating data? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I read the synopsis for this, and all it says is like, oh, the computer, it, like, Jordy accidentally causes the computer to create a woman for him and I'm like oh I wonder if he says like oh I wish you were here to help me with this thing and then that would make sense that would be directly telling the computer to do a thing yeah. instead of whatever the fuck it is he actually says like show he just show me yeah which I think he thought would mean the computer would light up a panel not make up he also was the, he also talks to himself a fucking lot when he's working true guys he has no friends he's not Wesley now uh, it was perfectly fine no, Wesley actually has a couple of friends his own age. Jordy is friends with Wesley and Data, a <laughs> child and a fucking robot. And, and that's going back to what I was saying about Jordy and the fact that he was told them so much about this date that he mm-hmm. had planned. I don't know. Maybe I just don't have that kind of relationship with my guy friends, but I feel like if and I would never I might be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going on a date with uh with Chrissy or um or, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with Chrissy tonight. I would be like, oh, guys, oh, I, got, I got the violinist guy. <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy. Christy, wasn't it? Or Krista? Christy, yeah. Christy, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and the fact that, like, uh, the way he got upset, too, in the holodeck. Like, I get it, he was disappointed. Yeah. But he just, like, started... Yeah. Fine. <sighs> it's just like, it's fucking... I put all this nice in. Have to put out some sex, bitch. Yeah, that, in fact, I, I a brought lot you of entitlement in that. Coco Ono's, which is a terrible name. Yeah, for what a the drink. fuck was that? What is a Coco No No? Uh, I don't like it. <sighs> yeah, what was this episode about? Aside from it was about Jordy trying trap. to get his dick wet. Yeah, it was about escaping this asteroid field full of 
radiation and ancient ships that are still attacking somehow. Yeah. So Jordy oh. wanted to fuck the computer, and Picard wanted to fuck that corpse on the alien ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, ah, my counterpart. Did that really happen? Well, not literally, but... I mean, he, The way he literally. looked at that, that desiccated corpse was... He was thinking, which ocular cavity should I put my dick in mm. first? And why is he Sean Connery again? I don't know. He should be Indiana Jones. Number Sean one, Connery. how many of these data units do you think I can jam up my asshole? <laughs> <laughs> More than I we mean, have, sir. <laughs> sir, if you just asked, I would gladly join you. Oh, my. Um, I was oh, going to say that Sean... my data unit. Oh, gross. I don't know. I'd, I'd watch Data. I'd watch Data fuck Picard. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's... Oh, it's, it's out there for Speaking sure. Speaking of, was Picard the bald man that was kind to Guinan? Or is that somebody else? Wow. I think yes. they leave it specifically all bald men the same I mean, it's, it's... I don't spoil. Is Guinan going to oh, fuck this... Picard? Because that would be God, awesome. I hope not. Um, more Why like not? God, I hope so. I don't know. I feel like their relationship... Granted, she's got to fuck Riker is what we determined earlier. Yeah, yeah, that that I find. I just feel like, I don't know, from what I know of their relationship, I feel like it would... It's one of those relationships that just only works platonically. I don't think they should be fuck buddies. Who? Guinan and Picard. Oh, no, no. Picard no, no. and Pulaski definitely should have had some hate fuck, though. A little bit, yeah. I missed that. But yeah, Guinan and Riker, When she was wanna... done with Worf. When she was done getting stuffed with crumpets. <laughs> but yeah, uh... if Riker and Guinan want to fuck, I am totally down with I like that Guinan was, like, lying to Jordy about what a great guy he was. <sighs> you're working on me now. No, he's not. Aww. Don't fucking lie, Guinan. No, Guinan's. she was saying, she wasn't like, you're, you're getting me wet. She was like... <laughs> she wasn't like, you're getting me wet! No, she was like, she was like, you're taught, you're eat like, because Jordy was taught, like, here's how I'm imagining Jordy asking Christy out was. It wasn't on screen, but here's how I'm imagining You think it. he was jerking you off play, while he You play it? Christy, okay? Okay. I play Christy. You both play Christy. Yeah. Why does Christy right, have so two I'm, heads? So I'm because <laughs> aliens. One for his uh, dick and one for his balls. It's be. perfect. You can be you can be Wesley, who I brought with me for moral support. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm Jordy now. Hi Jordy! <laughs> Christy! How are you today, Jordy? Do you do you like uh, Yoko Ono's? Uh, I be Coco Ono's. Uh, 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 hold on. Okay, now it's done. I have to assume that she then says, "Come on, my tits, Jordy." Uh, do you want to go to uh, holodeck sometime and uh, we can drink some Coco Ono's? <laughs> hey, 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 Wes. Uh, could you could you wipe this up for me? <laughs> Passed out. out from doing that. <laughs> Not to mention your raging bone. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> left my head. Uh, um, no. Yeah, but if he actually asked her out that way, I can't imagine she'd be like, "Yeah." I mean, I was exaggerating for dramatic effect, but that's probably more or less how the conversation went. You think he was actually touching his dick while he asked her out? He probably has like a little like mechanical dick. That's what those nanites Ooh, in Western He's, got like, a, he's got like an automated stroker in there? I mean, it's the future. Why wouldn't you? Everyone should. Dude, would. Holy shit. I would be coming all day. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. So yeah, this episode though. Picard doing some doing some fancy flying. That was cool. I thought he was playing Pac-Man. That too. That too. Yeah. I still think it would have been better if he had deployed the manual steering column. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been invented yet. That's true. Apparently. But like... Because, like, I always feel like doing any kind of precision flying... With buttons like with that? With buttons yeah, like no, that, that with sense. no feedback. Like, cause, so, as, so you know that this show came out at a time, you know, in the 80s when... 1989. The like, Vigi games. Like, when they're like, oh, well, everything will be touchscreen in the yeah. future. And by and large, they were right. I mean, everyone's cell phone now. Yeah. I mean, Except tablets. Games. You know, so touchscreens really have taken over. The one thing that they didn't get right is that even with those things you're still going to want some haptic feedback yeah you know because 
Those screens, I don't know. I, I just can't see how this thing's working. Too Whoever well. came up with haptic feedback is a genius. What's haptic feedback? That's when something vibrates when you touch it. Yeah, oh. your phone like gives you a little. Like when I when I start driving off the road in Mario Kart, and the controller's like, "Stop doing yeah. that!" Yeah, or when like... you do it in real life, and the side of the road that's ribbed <laughs> tells you to stop doing that's that. That's my. That's the controller <laughs> as well. Yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if this is the first implementation of haptic feedback, but the um, the rumble pack for the Nintendo 64 oh, yeah. was, yeah. was like that. Yeah, I was going to say. So it could be, you could credit Nintendo with that uh, technology. I was, rumble I, was, I was actually yes. going to give you shit for, and be like, oh yeah, well I used to play Star Fox with those buttons, but then I remember that the N64 had a joystick. It did have a yeah. joystick. And it was the bomb.com. But again, yeah, that even goes back to TOS. They didn't have... You know, Sulu didn't have a steering column. He had no, buttons. No, he did have buttons. But then again, they weren't... I never got the sense that they were doing much precision flying. It's like... Because mm, I always imagine true. these starships as being like aircraft carriers, where it's like you set the course, yeah. and then it goes, and if you turn, it's going to take you... A thousand. Yeah, it's, you, you're not going to make... You're not going to turn 90 degrees in anything less than 8 miles. Yeah, no, that's you know? true. But that's they have shown the Enterprise DB before this doing much more like... Sharper turns than you'd think that thing yeah. could make. Hmm. I have to say, as as nice as I, I give them credit for the for the effects, but the slingshot around the asteroid oh my God, effect it was, was so, so silly, it was so lame. He <laughs> 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 just looked like he'd fucked up. Like, like yeah. we're now just tumbling no, no, through no. space. He was Tokyo drifting that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I like also that it like stopped. It like it just there was nothing. I know that they were limited by the cameras and the rigging that they had to do with the models. But like, and probably also the budget. Listen, listen. Data was soundly impressed. Mm. But it's a little weird because Data should understand how fucking slingshot effects work as an android. We well, you know what you know it comes down to. It's it's him revealing that he grossly underestimated Picard. <laughs> it's like, mm. Oh, your soft, squishy brain does understand slingshot effects. Good for you. You should have had Data fucking pilot it. Yeah, you'd think. Um, you no, because he's a computer, Ames. I mean, and we need a human to do it. No, we didn't need a human. To Intuition. Do it. We just needed to turn the fucking ship off. That you was the, the false. Like I, I almost feel like I, ne- I never recall hearing anyone profess that Picard was like a particularly gifted pilot. Like, well, show yeah, but, don't tell. But apparently Wesley was the other option, so I'm sort of glad we yeah. went with the car. Jordy also. wanted to do it himself. I also feel like, in, maybe you haven't heard it yet, but in the future we, we find out that Riker is like a really good pilot. Like, he, But again... Yeah. He I, makes a terrible scrambled egg, though. Yeah, no, that was an omelet. No, that was, yeah, well, it's an even worse fucking <laughs> yeah. omelet, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Christ. And to be fair, they might have been perfectly serviceable scrambled eggs. It just happened to be that the eggs were nasty. Mm. Worf loved them. Well, Worf likes gach. And poison tea. Mmm. Get that poison tester out here. I like. I, I really liked Picard's ship in a bottle discussion. That was really cute. I love the, oh uh, yeah, did O'Brien the, actually do it or not? Yeah, I was, that never was a, a boy. You're so that, fucking cute. It was funny because I actually, you know, he's like, did no one here play with ships in a bottle as a boy? And Worf is like pretending he doesn't have a model back in his. We've seen him building a fucking model ship before. But it but wasn't no one, in a bottle. But it wasn't in a bottle. And also, he's not admitting to that. Is yeah, he like jammed No, in the I didn't drawer. catch you playing with your dolls again, sir. Also, it, you can just transport the ship inside the bottle. That's true. And it's make it a easy. lot easier now. That's but how that's how Brian did it. But remember that French is a dead language and Picard might be several decades older than he looks. Also, you could be so, like, computer, replicate me one ship in a bottle. <laughs> Dude, that's what I would do. But yeah, after after Warf was like, no, I was like, and Data never was a boy. And then he actually said it. And I was like, oh, well, touche show. And then that fucking brown noser O'Brien over there. I did, sir. <laughs> do you think he really did? Or do you think O'Brien was just trying to make him feel better? I don't know. Maybe. Because O'Brien really doesn't have many friends down he's there. He's trying to climb the ladder. Up the long ladder. Yeah, because he's Irish. It's okay, he's going to have a hot wife soon, mm. I'm told. He's going to have Keiko. I heard she's hot. She's okay. Yeah, she's oh. fine. Well, all right. I'm just too busy trying to disappoint She's No, no, she's, she's, she's attractive. I just, I have such a sour taste in my mouth because I just don't like her. She's fine in TNG, I think, but I think in DS9 she... She cuts it up. O'Brien just has such a hard life. <laughs> Poor bastard. And she's and she never cuts him any slack. He just wants to make his model ship in a bottle models in peace. I mean, actually, that's interesting because this is a little not a spoiler, but in um, 
DS9, he does like building models. Does he? So maybe, okay, so maybe he really so did. Maybe there is a continuity. Maybe that's, like, maybe that's a bit of continuity. There we go. Because I was really thinking, like, is he, as that whole bit was unfolding, it was almost like he had drawn the short straw, like, oh, yes, I mm-hmm. did, sir. I played with ships and bottles. <laughs> yeah, no, because in DS9, he and uh, Julian built, built, like, models of battlefields and shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. And they play Warcraft 40. Okay, That's pretty much, they go into the holodeck and play fighter pilots all the time. Really? I forgot Dude, about that. Nerds. Picard says, you know, as he's looking at the ship and he's got his, his hard Indiana Picard boner on, uh, and he says, this belongs in a museum. Like, I was wondering, like, what do museums in the 24th century look like? Do, are they just like well, apparently a little fairy huge. that just brings you around to various ships in a ship graveyard? Well, I, I mean... There are naval museums now, yeah, so it's just well, like, like that, but in space. To, um, An enormous space. Well, there's like the, the Smithsonian has, a, like, not just, you know, there's the Smithsonian buildings in, in the, on the National Mall, but then there's also, like, an off-site place to go look at big shit, like airplanes and space shuttles and stuff. So there could be, there could be like, so in the future you might have the Smithsonian, when, you know, the same as it is today, and then you have like the airplane still, and then, you know, part of the tour is you shoot up to orbit and you see some, uh, you know, oh, look, there's the NX-01. So there's, they keep, they keep the know, museum whatever. in orbit? Possibly, I could see that. Well, so what if your orbit de- starts to decay? That's true. I mean, we know, we'll eventually learn that the Phoenix is at the Smithsonian, so whether it's in space or it's in the, on like, display on the ground, hmm. who knows? Is it ever explained, to anyone's knowledge, how the United States takes over the world <laughs> in Star Trek? Because the I, United States takes over the world. Well, everybody who's in charge is American. Although they guess the capital is in Paris. Yeah. Is it? And yeah. French is a dead language. What kind of sense does this I'm make? I'm guessing. I'm guessing America takes over France. Well, yeah, but and then they're like, Paris is a better city than DC, so we'll well, that, we'll set up shop here. Except for all the fucking people. But yeah, no, the the capital of the Federation's in Paris, but then Starfleet headquarters is in San Francisco. But Starfleet is just like the army. Yeah, but Starfleet yeah. is the Federation. Let's be honest. All right, Admiral Layton. Who? No, we haven't met him yet. Oh, I'm saying it's it's that's the problem. Of course, is like because we only ever see. Star the Federation from the point of view of Starfleet personnel. It's just like what huh. what does what does the Federation look like to civilians? Like how much mm-hmm. of oh. of their consciousness is Starfleet? It's kind of creepy actually to think because for all we know, Starfleet could be the fucking Third Reich. So and it's we just interesting don't know, that right? so the, like, the, the Admiral Layton joke. It's actually that's a reference to a DS Nine episode which addresses this very problem. This oh. very about like martial law and like how that works and. I just remember that that episode stars, guest stars, in addition to character playing Admiral Layton, plays a captain named Captain Benteen. Okay. Played by the actress that plays Brahms. Oh, really? Yeah. Funny. What Small a winky dink. Mm. Yeah. I like her hair. Mm. From the front. From the back, it looked a little weird, but the way the weird swoopy design. She was wearing like a half sweater, it was weird. Yeah, well, you know, as far as civilian clothing goes in TNG, she's not doing too bad for herself. She's better than a Christie. True, that outfit was terrible. I didn't even notice what Christie was wearing. Uh, so I was too like, busy being distracted by the fucking gypsy violinist. So do you think Christie, was she a Starfleet person, do you think, or was she a civilian? I mean, or I assume, but it never brand. occurred to me to wonder. Because now, she what if she in, was... working in the, sh- in the kitchens or something. Well, maybe she was working in engineering and she felt like she had to date. She had to go on the date. Oh, that's no, awful. No, I hope she's not working in engineering. That would make me sad. That would be really awkward. Well, I feel like engineers wouldn't dress like We don't like know that. where Sonya went. I feel like they're more fashionable. I told you, she ran off with our guy. where Sonya went. I told you. Sonya's been reassigned. Now, Sonya probably fucking fell into the warp core one day trying to do routine maintenance. She fell into the, the warp core accidentally <laughs> after Jordy after, 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 after <laughs> declining the advances from Jordy. Oh, Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. Yeah, this is like the first of more than this. more than this episode. Yeah, there's 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 at least two more episodes that I can think of that are like, oh, Jordy, you're taking it too far. 
Yikes. Oh, I look forward to being uncomfortable during this. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is like one of the worst episodes of the show. Why is it going to be Jordy? Poor Jordy. I don't know. Like, they just. That's because LeVar Burton is. Because here's the thing, right? I think the writers are like. Let's make a character that is that is awkward with women to give our fans who might be awkward with women someone that they can identify with and connect with. How many nerds do you think hired gypsy violinists? Well, that's this episode? But, but I could see like that's why uh, you know like you know that's like because that's kind of like uh, I can picture somebody being uncomfortable talking to a lady. Because that's how I picture Star Trek fans. Exactly. I mean, we're obviously all extremely successful. I'm uh, masturbating right now. Wait, what are you talking about? Um, but I don't know that everybody is. And, like, I get the impulse on the part of the writers to be like, look, you see, even you can have a normal relationship with a computer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, if you keep striking out with the ladies, just bang the CD drive. Oh, that would hurt. You'd have to have, have a really have teeny skinny dick to fuck CD-ROM a CD-ROM drives in 1989, I don't think, but... Five and a half inch floppies, or hards. Well, I was gonna say, if you had a five and a half inch floppy, you'd have quite the hard drive, and I could imagine that helping your case with the ladies, possibly. Mm, I don't know. No, I, just, I don't think that's what women. What that's not what all women want. What dick? That's true. Some women are. There are showers and growers, Kate. Lesbians. So a five and a half inch floppy does not necessarily translate to. No, that's true. They they could be just a shower. That's right. That's true. It's a shame they couldn't have found a way to salvage the ship. But, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's something, something, fusion something was still well, intact. Well, that's the thing, though. I feel like they could have taken out the... Yeah, like... The collect... The, 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 the suckers. Really, if anything, they should have done that anyway. Just because even though there's not a ship there now, it doesn't mean that, like, some mining concern isn't going to swoop in and be like, let's see what's in the... Oh, we're going to die. Oh, I kind of thought that the gigantic explosion took care of all the suckers. Oh, maybe. I felt like, yeah, I don't know. But I also, at some point, kind of wondered if, and now I, it's been clarified in my mind, but for a little bit I was kind of like, was that trap? Was that ship actually part of the trap? No, it was just caught in it. No, I think it, uh, it was caught in it. And... But I'm saying, like, in, earlier on I kind of wondered that. That's now, fair. how clean did the air on that ship have to be? Right? For them not to, for those bodies not to decompose over... A thousand years. Yeah, no, that's... Well, I mean, it is the future. I mean, do they have no microbiome? Because I feel like your own microbes would eventually cause your body to break down if they were alive. And they it wasn't a, 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 if, a HEPA it, filter. I don't know. And it, and it couldn't have been a vacuum because Data even says there's atmosphere on this. Yeah, maybe, maybe it had been like deactivated and they just remotely got it back on or something. Wasn't there a time when they beamed a big pocket of air into a space? Or am I making that up? Not that might be an episode we haven't seen. Yeah. Say, it may happen. But I feel like they, I thought that was something we already saw, but it might be something that we haven't seen yet. Was it the water that came with the whales? Maybe. Oh, uh, there'd like, be whales. I feel here. like there was a time when there's like, oh, we have to beam into a place that has no air, so we're gonna beam a big bunch of air over there, and then it'll be safe for a little while. That's when you just put them in a fucking suit. Yeah, let's wear a suit. <laughs> That's Who has the budget for a suit? suit? Just put something small over your nose. Think about CPAP yeah, machines. You're trying to tell me they don't just have some shit you can just stuff Obi-Wan in your nostrils? Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn swam all the way to Gunga City with those little breathy things. True. Ames, when you looked up this episode, was there anything about the model on the desk in the lab? I meant to ask about that. Oh, with the nacelles oddly... The weird in, in the yeah. wrong orientation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a Constitution class refit, but From, the nacelles were yeah, on like their they side. took them off and then yeah. I noticed that too. I thought no, that was. I funny. don't think I saw it mentioned. Okay, yeah, I'm guessing like, they gave like the model kit to some intern. Was like here, they build this model, and they're like, yeah. I can't. Oh, all right, that looks alright. isn't that good at building? You models. very briefly oh, see a galaxy class Brian. model. You very briefly mm. see a galaxy class model, but then you all see that that silver Constitution model with, like you said, the weird. Yeah. The weird nacelles. Which I, you know, at first, like, oh, presumably that's the Enterprise. It's like, but it's got fucked up nacelles. What the shit? Maybe, maybe it was like... What the shit? Maybe, here's an idea, though. Maybe it was to suggest, oh, you know, this is a, this is the design room. This was the, you know, the drafting room. Oh, so this was, this is like an earlier version version of the Constitution class. We're like, oh, maybe we'll put them on this way. Nah. That looks silly. (laughs) No, it's dumb. They're dumb as fuck. Yeah, I'll buy that. I like that. Um, Headcanon. Yeah, perfect. 
Boom. So do we have anything left to say about the booby trap? Yeah. Just booby trap. Yeah, I, I, I actually like both of these episodes this week. Yeah, they're good. Me too. It was good. Um, I did find, I think I did, I did get lost in the boring elements of booby trap, though. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it did get a little tech trek no babbly. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Trek no babble. Um, I think it had some heart. I think. Unlike you know, Picard. I think the Jordy creepiness factor is something that we will continue to revisit and it's going to be really rich when Jordy tries to talk to somebody else about their hollow addiction problem <laughs> um, but anyway oh that's interesting so if the they had gone with the original script for the bonding then there would have been even more similarities between these two episodes because there would have been another person falling in love in the holodeck only yeah. with the mom instead of yeah. Leah Drums anywho I think that's all we got for this week. So next week we'll be talking about two additional episodes of Star Trek Whoa. The Next Generation. Jordy falls in love with a Romulan in The Enemy. Really? Not really, but oh, okay. you'll see. She's not Leia Braun, um, so you can't. Is she then, Leia Abrams? Um, <laughs> the Price is Right in The Price. Yeah. Bob Barker? Bob Barker. Bob Barker guest starred on Star Trek. Stop. Yeah. Is he lying? You're lying. It was, no, it wasn't actually. It was Rod Roddy. <laughs> he was the announcer for the price. I still think you're lying. I am lying. No. Uh, we will be covering the enemy and the price next week on A Star to Steer Her By. Good night. Good night. That, that, what? <laughs> oh, shit. We got to do more. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to. It's okay. All right. Cut it there. We'll bang this one out. All right. Find us on your social media platforms at Facebook and on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. On Facebook, search for Star to Steer Her By Podcast. We're also on Tumblr and Twitter at SSHB Podcast. Underscore? No. No. One word. All right. That's right. Oh, one word. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google or any iTunes that you might have. Or iPod, any iPod cast that you have, <laughs> or Android cast. I don't know. That's why it's called podcast because it was originally you would download them to your iPod. Anywho, mm. okay. So we did the social media. We did the episodes. I don't think there's anything else to say. Cast your name. Except this has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. Thank you for listening. You want a cocoa no no? P.S. There actually is a porn site called BigSausagePizza.com. If you don't believe me, you should look it up yourself. And it may or may not involve pizza delivery men who have cut holes into the bottom of their pizza, a la the old popcorn trick at the movie theater. And when the unsuspecting I never got porn Does that still exist? You're going to get sausage pizza grease all over your face. I mean, Why are you advertising Big Sausage Ames, Pizza? Ames, it's a prop. It's not a real pizza. It's not. Wait, it's not even a real pizza? You don't even have pizza when you're Ames, done? Ames, it's porn. <laughs> I don't well, then why do you get a pizza out of this fucking thing? It's going to be disgusting because it'd be like, man, your dick smells of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> dick your, cheese. Your dick smells strongly of God, cheese how and is, pizza grease. This is now you're actually second, right. I actually don't know if BigSausagePizza.com still exists. Let's find out. week in a row, we have discussed pornography on an episode. Well, we're really fucking Only that many? Is that a I thought it would be every trip? week. <laughs> well, I mean, we've probably discussed it before, but I mean, this will now be two in a row. Don't worry, there'll be plenty more. Oh, I got some ground pepper in so, my urethra! Oh, no, in my urethra! So, unfortunately, it seems that BigSausagePizza.com no longer exists. So, no. please no. ignore it, everything it I have said. Thing. You know, you're, you're fucking kidding around, but when I was in college, those those 60 second... Uh... Let's think, we've got better resources for pornography. Anyway. Mm. I don't know. They were pretty good. I only use custom made pornography. What does that mean? I have a team of women in, in um, Ukraine that monthly send me interesting videos. You, you send them your script every me. month. Do you have Trump's PP tape? <laughs> <laughs> you do, don't you? <laughs> of course I do. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Top of the stack, baby. <laughs> That's my warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my 
closer is quarter uh, of an hour in. Let's start talking oh about God. the episode. Are we really about what PP tapes? No. Oh God. This is a shout out to Chris Caesar. PP tapes. 